0: Welcome to a new arm of YCP Talks called The Boardroom. This is the place where faith, reentry and entrepreneurship collide and our aim is to reach those who are navigating entrepreneurship, who are navigating reentry and walking by faith and not by sight in that journey. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Stan, Frank Carr. I got my co-host here, Shante Metcalf, and we have invited the amazing, the gifted, the inspirational, and talented Cameron Thompson here with us, man. Say what's up to the people.
1: What's up, people?
0: Yeah, man. So here we are for episode number two of the three. boardroom three. Okay. I, you He's slacking. He's slacking. Hey, it's know, okay, though.
2: You know, I lose count all Listen, the time. I got to you know? keep them together. I got to keep them together. <laughs>
0: Hey, that's what that's what makes us a dynamic duo, um, but yeah, in reentry. So here we are at the boardroom. We're talking about where faith, reentry, and entrepreneurship collide. Um, and man, you know, especially in reentry, Shantae, we need accountability. Important. It's important. And so I appreciate you holding me accountable. The yeah. episode number three.
2: Episode number three. And so what
0: we're gonna talk about today? We're gonna talk about from the perspective of somebody who's navigating reentry. What does it look like when our hope is deferred? There's a scripture in the Bible that says hope deferred crushes the spirit. It crushes the spirit. And for us who have navigated reentry, it takes a lot of faith to overcome when people have constantly told us, no, when we get our hope set up for something that's like, man, I've been banking and praying for years on this thing. And then we get a door shut in our face. And so we're going to talk about what does it take to rebuild that? We're going to talk about what does it take to keep us pushing forward When that hope's deferred Because the verse goes on to say um, That wise words are like honeycomb Mm. to the spirit And so uh, we're going to talk about what those wise words can mean for us So um, with that starting off Cam, tell them a little bit about your journey, man And where you coming from Um,
1: I come from What what do you mean by just like where I've been in life. And well, I'm one of the ones that had no hope, had no hope, the things I was I was doing and the things that was, like you said, doors being shut in my face, family telling me no, friends telling me no, every everything telling me no. And yeah, I, I was one of them ones that had no hope. Come from the penitentiary, you know, I've been in the penitentiary, um, been in the hood where, you know what I'm saying, where I thought I had to be in the hood. I, my mindset was the hood, not just me being in the hood. My mindset was in the hood. Um, discouraged, I've been, you know, just everything that you can think of under the sun that was negative was attacking me. And I was gravitating to, and so that's where I was. And, and I was glad you said that. Hope is, that was the, one of the biggest things was that i'm dealing with was no hope was thinking it was no hope remember i just told you that like i had no hope so that's where i was at No, i appreciate you sharing that man so now
0: tell the people where you at today because i think man you have a little bit of a in-process redemption story and that the people need to hear
1: oh yeah today what one thing that people really need to know is you have to have positivity around you mm. That's the one thing that starts first. Because if you have no hope, you can't do it yourself. Come on. You're going to need that. God's got to put that one person, them people in your life that can help you not say, you know what I'm saying? When you get down to yourself, it's going to be okay. Might not be tomorrow, might not be next week, but it's going to be okay. Come on. It's going to be okay. So that's the one thing. Like, uh, I feel today. I could see I, the, the tunnel. You know how you walking well, through that I tunnel, can. you just see darkness like, man, I ain't gonna <laughs> never get out of here. I can say today, at least I could see. I could see, I could see the end of the tunnel. I could see where the journey will begin in the light instead of the darkness. Man. That's where I'm at today. Like I was so discouraged, you know, when I came through the door, yeah. so discouraged. Yeah. I was so discouraged. You made that prayer. And we went and talked with a couple, and (laughs) that's how it was. I was like, I was so confused because I thought we were going in to have a different type of conversation. Not that they were going to say no or nothing, but they were going to be a little more, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the word I need? Not really hesitant, but mean about it or like disrespectful about it. Like, yeah, you can do this, but you know, no, we're in no, but no. uh, You made that prayer, and when we got over there, and it was a whole totally different, you know, the conversation. It moved, like, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at today. Today I can actually say that it's for me to mess up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's for me to mess up. Uh, It's there. Everything, all the steps. It's going to take some time. Don't get wrong. It's going to take time. And that's another thing people got to understand. You're Tomorrow is not going to be – you're just going to wake up and it's going to be great and lovely. Mm -hmm. That's what another thing – what I have to realize and that people that are struggling with that hope and, you know, those things that holds us back, it's not going to – tomorrow is not going to be just so perfect for us. So that's where I'm at today. No,
0: that's super, super good, man. And what I hear in that is that, like, sometimes hope takes time.
1: Oh, definitely do. Oh, because – destroy our lives. Come like, on! It takes so long with these. Uh, we don't just wake up and oh, our lives destroyed. You mm. know we just, we do make that we wake up and make that one choice that, but it takes time. It, it, it destroys, destroys,
0: it destroys this, destroys that. If so hope is the same way. We gotta build it up. Come on, man. That's good. That's really good. And like and what? and Cam, like 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 I say this, bro. Like to hear you. Take ownership of, like, yo, this is what it looked like, and this is why my life was this way. Like, you verbally just said, it just Come on, it was me. Come they, on, like you said, we make that decision, we make
1: that one decision, and it destroys it, 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 start, it starts to destroy, It starts to crumble. You know? mm. just, everything just boom, and blows up. Yeah, it started pieces start falling off here, pieces start falling off there, and then we start really low. <laughs> yeah. Just like how the, uh, the ID thing, one thing went so perfectly well, and then we turned around like, okay, we about to go do this. No, you can't do that. Ah, uh, then but you gotta. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's just one more hurdle we gotta do, yep. but we can do it. Come on. At least you can see it, and you know the steps to go. That you know.
0: So. That's really good. No, that's really good. So, Shantae, what I would like to ask from you is: is like, so he kind of talked about the journey of how our hope gets crushed and how, like, we get to this place where we're like, damn, how in the world am I here? And he talked a little bit about his journey of how he's starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So, talk from your perspective, like, having navigated incarceration and reentry and everything like that. What were some of the steps you took to help you see the light at the end of the tunnel, to help that honeycomb hit your soul?
2: I I think for me it it was different I had to sit back coming home from incarceration and I can remember going to South Street Ministries in my first meeting and I really didn't want to go I was like man I ain't about to be doing this I got a business that I want to start I got a business plan you know what I'm saying I'm taking away from me making money to be able to save to start my business so after weeks of the girls asking me to go I finally went in and so when I went in Lamar stood up and he said we are a community and for the first time in three years four years I realize that this burden doesn't have to be carried by myself. So, you know, when you lose that hope or you lose that faith, in knowing that I'm a community, my burdens are being carried by my brothers and sisters who's walk on the same journey, who's a step ahead of me that can come alongside like Cam here and help him carry those that cross that he's carrying. You know what I'm saying? And give him the positivity, give him the energy, give him a, a second opinion of uh, uh, if it's not over yet you know, we still writing this book. We may have to stop and and re-illustrate it, but we still writing it, nobody putting their pen down, nobody closing that book and saying it's over. We just have to, you know, be affirmation for him that he's doing the right thing or affirmation for our community that, hey, It's baby steps, man. When you come out your mama's womb, you don't come out running.
3: Come on. Say that.
2: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You got to get the confidence to be able to crawl. You know what I'm saying? You got to get confidence to be able to stagger and and, and take that first step. And, you know, reentry, especially in Stark County, I I feel like our our bread and butter is if you take one step, we'll take ten. Come on all we need you to show is effort yeah. all we need to show, all we need you to do is invest in yourself and we'll come alongside you and we'll walk walk the journey with you that's you know real. we'll pick up the phone when the phone need to pick up we'll sit in the meeting when it we need to be sitting in the yeah. meeting because at the end of the day YCP and our organization and, and Stark County's reentry we are advocates for our people that's real you know and it's in that yeah it's hope when you know that there's at least one somebody out here who I can call and say, hey man, today's a rough day. Mm-hmm. It's hoping the fact that, hey man, I'm nervous about this 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 meeting. Yeah. I, I got at least one person I can walk into that room with and, and I know that they know me enough that they ain't gonna judge me and they are gonna let the people, you know what I'm saying, they gonna tell the people who I am, not what they see. Come on. So Come on. you know what I'm saying, like, it's exciting. I just got chills talking about it. I just <laughs> talking, you know what I'm saying, it's That's exciting real. because you know, I'm reminded even for myself, even in our personal struggles, because when you're in the leadership and when you are, you know, leading the, the, the march, as we say, yeah. we sometimes let our pride and our ego get away, you know. Yeah. And so we let our demons just filter in behind. And I don't want to be I don't want to talk about it. I want to tell my struggles. But but I'm encouraged by can because yeah. there's hope. Come on. And I'm reminded that this is a community, and this is this is a not more so a community. It it becomes a family, you know. Mm. Five years from now, we're gonna be sitting at the dinner table for Thanksgiving, and I'm be asking Cam what he' cooking. Come on, (laughs) come (laughs) on. We're gonna be having Thanksgiving at his place. You (laughs) know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) That's awesome, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful.
1: another Another thing for people like me need to realize is that. Because I'm doing something or because somebody else is doing something might not be my journey. Mm. That might not be, but we always look at someone else and be like, why can't I be, why can't I do that? Why can't I do this? That is the wrong steps to Mm. take because that's when you, you go back with the hope, the false hope or no hope at all. But, no, you got to realize that you got your own journey and you need to find out what he wants you to be doing because it's not for everybody. Like, what you do is not for everybody. What Shante do is not for everybody. You might be able to do it, but it might might not be your calling. But don't be upset. Because he will find you something to do. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's good. And,
2: and not only that, we got to realize, especially in the Bible, it says that you know he he gives us, give me the desires of your heart. Come on. And so I look at it like this: every individual, every being that God created, He created His purpose mm. and His greatness specific for Him. Nobody can live the life Shante lives. Come on. Even my bride can't live the life that I live. Nobody can live the life Cam can live. So let me, you know what I'm saying, kind of figure out what who I am as individuals, who I am through God, and then allow him to create my purpose and my path for myself yeah. because in that,
3: there's always hope. Come on, come on.
2: In that, there is always hope. If Absolutely. you put God first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you allow him to guide your life and deal with the demons inside you. He is going to pave your own way. Come on. He's going to put up the guard world. So you may veer to the right, but he's going to bounce you back to the center. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've come to learn and I've been 2016, six years now that like my purpose and my hope remains in God. Come on. And without that, I am nobody. I'm hopeless. Man, that's I'm deep. lost. That's real. I'm confused. My my, my my little pebble that kind of flipped over turns into a storm because I, I, I get my eye off the prize that I'm not in control. Only God is in control, man. That's real. And we have hope in that. That's we good. have peace in that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's powerful because I think so much of, like, specifically the view on having faith, right, and being a follower of Jesus or, you know, whoever you, you know, identify as your higher power. Like, I think sometimes that people look at that and like, man, that's that's empty hope. Right, Because it's like God sitting in the sky But like what you just said Is different because like You know he knitted us together In our mother's womb the bible says Like and when he did That knitting of us right like you know how long It takes to knit something I did it in prison Myself and it was like yo <laughs> no this ain't for me But <laughs> Come on. And so like when you think about the intricacy, the intimacy, the time, the patience, the eye and the keenness that goes into knitting. And that God knitted us together like those strands of yarn. And one of those strands is a purpose that we were created from our mother's womb. The Bible talks about it being before the foundations of the earth and being knitted together with a purpose, with a calling with a sense of, hey, this is what you were meant to do while here on earth. I think that's such an important piece to our journey of reentry, to our journey as entrepreneurs. I heard a wise man once say, do what you love to do and that you would be willing to do and never get paid for and do that for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And like, when I thought about that, man, my gift is people. I love people. So naturally, Young Christian Professionals is for the people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so in that, you know, I think about Proverbs three, five, and six, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on your own understanding. On our own understanding. And acknowledge him in all your ways. Verse 6 starts off. And he will direct your path. Direct your paths. And you talked about how like we when we release that, there's a sense of rest. There's a sense of peace. And like To to, to make that a little bit more tangible Because I think sometimes we hear those words And we're like that's a far fetched goal Right Like they don't understand my struggle They don't understand my hustle Like speaking for myself, I work four jobs. I get your hustle. Um, I I have a wife and two kids and I get your hustle. You know what I mean? And I have to be a homeowner and it's a lot of responsibility that comes with the blessing of homeownership. You got to be able to fix things. You got to mow that grass. You got to make sure that house is clean. dishes is clean and praise the Lord. I got a a beautiful, amazing and gorgeous wife that helps partner with me in those things, but it doesn't seem like I got a lot of time to rest but it's an internal rest. It's an internal peace that I can give to God because I know that one, he's faithful. Mm-hmm. I know that two, he's trustworthy. I know that three, he'll never leave me nor forsake mm-hmm. me. I know that four, he's giving me the grace and the strength. You know, I could go on and on and on, but that's why you find peace and rest. So talk about what that looked like for you, Shantae, as you found that peace and that rest and how that's kind of like keeping you in this moment today.
2: Okay. So I say like, I think prison saved my life. Mm. And that's a cliche because everybody be like, oh, prison saved my life. Uh, but for me, before prison, I was a attendance churchgoer. Come on. So I went to church because everybody was like, oh, I saw Shantae at church today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I never understood the importance of relationship. Yeah. I'm not a religious person. I have an intimate relationship with God. Come on. And my intimate relationship with God. Ain't none of your business. Ain't none of his business. Ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with nobody. <laughs> that's real. At the end of the day, I got to be raw and uncut with God. If I'm mad, we gonna have a conversation. For sure. If I'm upset, we gonna have a conversation. And you know what? I hold on to. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm, that's good. And since I got that in incarceration, my relationship with God and my life and my journey through this reentry has been great. Mm. Has been almost flawless. Come on. Because I leaned on him and I knew, like, if I can call somebody on earth and say, hey, man, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, why waste the time when I can just get, fall on my face and say, God, you are the God of all gods. Come on. Right now I need you. Yeah. And so, like, all the guilt and all the, the legalism that they carries in religion has vanished.
3: Come on, hallelujah. Because
2: I can care less what you think about what I'm doing.
3: <laughs> I can ca-
2: care less or what you feel like I should be saying or what I shouldn't be saying. That's good. Cause uh, last time I checked, God was raw and uncut. Yeah. He was hanging out with prostitutes. Come on. He was tearing up churches. Come on. He was doing a whole lot of things, <laughs> but he was with the people because he, he understood the value of the intimacy. Mm. It ain't about no building. It ain't about knowing 5 million verses in the Come Bible. On. It's not about that. Come on. Am I going to serve people like I? You know what I'm saying? Like, like Christ, my family, people. Yeah. When I'm gone, people going to say she loved God, she loved her family, and most of all, she helped people. That's good. Because I can't take no money with me. That's
3: good.
2: I can't take things with me. I can't take <laughs> a house. I can't take a car. Yeah. But what I can do is plant seeds so that other people can understand. And it's not my job to 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 what we call a Bible thumper, shove Christ down people's throat. My job is to do what I'm called to do whether some days i may be the light that shines on the sea someday i may be the one planting the seed sometime i may be the one who's going to f- put my hands in the fertilizer and, and and start it so it can begin to form that's
3: good
2: my job is to be a shepherd mm. that's it that's
0: good that's good no that's really good that's super powerful and you said something that was so key cuz i think uh specifically you know speaking to the entrepreneur we talk about leaving legacies to generations that are coming behind us And I'm 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 journeying through the book of Luke And it's funny because as I'm reading the book of Luke There's a story about a man who had so much That he said I had to build new storehouses to keep it all And he said nah I got so much All there's left to do is eat, drink and be merry But then in Luke chapter 12 It goes on to say that uh, uh, Jesus said specifically He said that God said to him Your soul is required of you this very night And as a matter of fact God called him a fool because he's built these bigger storehouses to store up stuff that at the end of the day, rust is going to destroy moth is going to decay. And unfortunately we're not playing a game of monopoly in life. And so it's not going in that box with us. But I heard a a great leader say this. He said that the litmus test for historians about what makes a great leader, a great leader, how they measure that is what they left behind to grow. Mm. And they said, when we use that criteria to gauge a leader, there's one person that stands above them all. And that's God himself. Mm. And so I think about that and to really truly come to a place as we're navigating reentry, right. And allowing our faith to guide our steps, to govern our lives. Like, I come to a place where it's like, what does that look like for Cam? What does it look like for Sean what does it look like for our brothers and sisters who are, you know, tapping into this video and into the podcast? Like, what does it look like for y'all to leave something that continues to grow even when you're gone? And I believe that we should start that process today. Um, And so, you know, I'll share a little bit about what that looks like for me If you guys could share a little bit of what that looks like for you, Cam You're on the journey as we speak And so you're trying to unpack some of that stuff Which I think is super dope though For the people to see and hear real time Because I think so many of our people Where we come from Navigating this experience are in this same place Of trying to unpack what does my legacy look like What does leading look like for me because it doesn't necessarily look like being a, a CEO of a company it doesn't necessarily look like starting your own business it doesn't necessarily like all of that stuff is, is, is individual. It's personal. And so for me, my journey has been like truly understanding that where I come from. So I came from a place where I was a part of a gang. I was a big influencer in my city. I sold a lot of drugs. So I had a lot of money, a lot of resources, and I helped people find out how to do that stuff. That was the bad side. That was the before Christ days I like to say. Um, but then when I found Christ, I realized that those were gifts that God had given to me that I used for the kingdom of darkness. How could I allow him to begin to use those gifts to advance his kingdom? Mm. To really, truly edify and build up my community rather than tearing it down by saying, hey, homeboy, I know you just came home from five years. Yeah, yeah. Here's nine ounces of heroin. Get on your feet. And when you get right, man, just break me off. Like, how do we do that in a way where it's not no longer, hey, here's, a, here's nine ounces of heroin. Right. Here's a business. Here is a barbershop. Here's a beauty shop Here's a cleaning company Here's a moving company Matter of fact Let me help you start your own Yeah Um So that that way Now you have a legacy To pass on So that's how the journey Has looked for me As I've began to process And ask God Like what is it That I'm going to leave behind That will continue to grow When I'm home And at daddy's feet Worshipping him forevermore So what does that process Look like for you Shantae And then we'll close with Cam Sharing his journey
2: Um that's a tough question, man. That's real tough um when I say like every day I wake up, I think about like and I say before my feet even touch the ground before I get out the bed, God make me wise enough to to chill so I can hear your voice, you know um patient enough to 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 serve people. You know, loving enough to to put me aside. You know, I, I feel like my legacy is all about, like, investing in other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, five years from now, or when I'm dead and going, I want people, like I said before, to say, you know what? There was something that she said. There was something different about her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That moved me. You know, it's I don't care about the material things. I don't care about none of that. You know, I, I think that God has blessed me to be in a position to live out my purpose i wake up and i'm re-entry you know i drive my car and i'm re-entry i go clean houses and i'm re-entry and i think that um in saying that i allow people who once stereotyped us to see a different side of us
0: that's good that's good that's really good and that's that's gonna grow beyond you it's gonna grow in the years to come and um yeah that's powerful cam how about you you in the midst of the journey so share, share that
1: like Shante just said, this was a tough one. It's very tough for me. But if I think about it, think about it, I want to leave behind something. I want people to say that he really wasn't that bad of a dude. Mm. He really was God's child. Mm. He really did care for others. He really He didn't just speak it. He walked it. And he did it. That's, if any, that's where I want to be at. That's good. No, that's really good.
0: So, man, in that, you know, I think we can summarize with some great points, man, because I think, you know, we started off talking about hope deferred, crushes the spirit. But we talked about the importance of having a community. We talked about the importance of being still. We talked about the importance of being able to be around people who can sow seeds into our lives. Those are ways that you can build a hope that's sustaining. And we talked about the importance of that being rooted in our faith in God. And then I think in summary, what we heard at the end as we continue to move forward um, and and, and really process in our journey of reentry, of faith, of entrepreneurship, like the legacy I heard in all three of our conversations and what we shared was like at the end of the day we just want to hear that Well done my good and faithful servant We want to be a servant Of the most high God And I think when that's your motivating factor The seeds that are left behind They're only destined to grow Because the Bible says He's he, That his word won't return void And so I think about that From our perspective of All of us having navigated re-entry All of us having some form of faith in our lives that governs and guides our lives and our morality and how we operate in the day to day, but then also having visions and hopes and aspirations and goals for the future. So I pray this bless somebody today. I don't know who needed to hear that. I think a lot of times people sit, especially when hope's been deferred, they sit in isolation. Um, But I pray that today, you know, this this (laughs) Come on, it did. Amen, amen. (laughs) And, and, And I pray that today this video, this podcast, landed in the person's lap who maybe was sitting there thinking, like, is there any hope left? Because there is. And the hope is that you know God has a plan and a purpose for your life and that people need your purpose. People need your presence. People need your journey. Just like I need Cam's journey a part of mine. Like I was just telling Cam earlier today, you know what I mean? About how he's, he inspired me. Like I wake up and I think about Cameron and I'm praying for him and I think about, man, his journey that motivates me. I think about man, how like, man, every day I wake up and I'm like, man, how can I be a blessing in Cam's life? Like he has been in mine. You know what I'm saying? And it keeps me moving forward in the moments when it's like, dang, this work is heavy. This mantle is heavy. This cross that I'm bearing is weighing me down. You know, Simon and Cyrene helped Jesus carry his cross up the hill. Sometimes we need people around us to help us carry that cross. And so that's why um, young Christian professionals start county reentry community is such an important piece to helping people bear that cross of reentry and helping people really find what God's created and called them to do. Shantae, last moment, thoughts, anything you want to say to the people?
2: All I can just keep saying is like, uh, keep hearing in my mind is I, n- I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And just know when you're hopeless and that hope is deferred, he's sitting right next to you. That's cool. He going through you. He, he's sitting right next to you while you're going through it. He's walking that journey with you. And I think sometimes in our darkest moment, we feel like we solo dolo. Mm. And that's not the case. Because he there when we high and he there when we low. Yeah. We just got to be willing to say, guide me willing to say, I don't know what's going on, but here I am. Teach me. It's good. So like, I'm so excited about like start counting reentry and just have an ability to use my life and my story, and my journey to help other people, you know, navigate theirs and find their way. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't, I didn't, I wasn't born with it all together. There was some people who had to help me along the way who had to guide me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a, it's a give and take situation, you know? And the funny thing about reentry is, you know, I'm getting more than I'm giving. Come on. I'm blessed more than I'm blessed.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, you, know
2: you may not see it, but like it's good to lay your head on the pillow and be like, you know what? I feel good that God is working in these, this person's life and this person's life and this person's life. And they may not even know it's God. They may be still searching for that higher power, but it's good that they can see that hope. That's good. So, like, we love it here. I truly <laughs> do. You know, this is where it's at. No, you know, duh. every Wednesday. Uh, if nobody told you today, I'm seriously so serious, so serious. If nobody told y'all today, I love the soul of who you are, not the surface. I feel like sometimes we we we, we lack that, you know, we we want people just to love the surface. But I love the imperfection that you see. Come on. I love everything about you. Come on. And the only reason why I, I love you that much is because I know Christ loved me that much. So I have no choice but to give you the love that he gave me.
0: That's good. That's good. That's really good. Well, as y'all know, YCP talks. We're presenting the boardroom. We're reshaping the table of what the boardroom looks like. This is the boardroom where faith reentry and entrepreneurship collide. Make sure you like, subscribe. YCP leadership. You can definitely check us out on any platform you have. As far as podcasts go, YCP talks. We in the building, y'all. Blessings. Well, welcome everyone to another uh, episode of YCP Talks, the boardroom. It's where faith, reentry, and entrepreneurship collide. Of course, I'm your co-host, Stan Frankart. We got the amazing, the gifted, the talented co-host, Shantae Metcalf in the building. As always, this is an episode that's going to be epic, simply because Shantae's a part of it. That's what makes it great. And so... We are excited today to just be here with y'all. We took a little bit of hiatus. Uh, it's been a little minute since we've gotten back to um, doing these boardrooms, and we are excited to be able to be back in the building with everybody. Shontay, how you feeling?
2: I'm good, man, he, he get paid to hype me up, so y'all don't feed into that. Definitely get paid to hype me up. He does a good job, at it. He's a great hype man. That's why you pay me, right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah, that's it, that's it. We're well, good, I'm glad you're feeling great. I know it's uh, definitely been a little bit of a season for us here in the boardroom. We've been hustling, you know, trying to get to it over here at Young Christian Professionals, which is why it's been a little bit of a hiatus. But nevertheless, we are back in the building. And today, we really want to talk about this idea of feeling inadequate. Mm. I think so much of the journey for us who are navigating reentry and restoration, right? Sometimes it's we feel we got to make up for lost time. Sometimes we don't feel adequately equipped with the skills needed to pursue certain goals. And so because of those and a bunch bunch of other things, I think we limit our goals. We limit our aspirations. We limit ourselves to what we feel God calling us to simply because we don't think we have what it takes. Mm. And I like to think that's a myth. And the reason why I think that's a myth is one, the Bible says in 2nd Peter chapter 1 we have everything we need for life and Godliness and so for me that lets me know I'm equipped. I have the tools I have the things as far as charisma. Maybe it's my unique gift Maybe it's my unique skill set. Maybe it's whatever that looks like The Bible makes it very clear God's equipped us with those things now We do have to be mindful. I think there are certain things we must learn and mature and grow in as far as skill sets. Like, you know, just because I know how to swing a hammer doesn't mean I know how to build a house.
2: Ain't that the truth.
0: (laughs) And so, like, but those are skills that can be cultivated. Absolutely. And and, and Shantae, I think you are a great example of cultivating a skill during your journey Mm. of incarceration. That's helped you to be in position by God's grace and through your restoration journey to become the entrepreneur you are today. With, you know, chaos to clean industries and being able to have that element. I'd love for you to speak into.
2: That was a crazy introduction. Let me just say that. <laughs> I'm trying to still wrap my brain around everything that he just said. But, you know, like I said, this is why I get paid the, the big dollars. Um you know my journey is crazy man and I always try to be candid and very open with how I got to where I am today and in the simple realization that uh, I am an evolving creature and so who I was seven years ago is definitely not who I am today who I was seven minutes ago ain't definitely who I am today and I'm not gonna be this person seven you know seven years from now so uh, I think when you Think about like us feeling inadequate and how we limit ourselves. Is it the biggest thing for me? Is a lot of times, at least in my journey, when I felt that, I felt like um, my mindset was I didn't know who I am. So how do how could I ever know what my possibilities could be? Mm. So I think, um, especially having in my spiritual journey and having my intimate relationship with God. Uh, I have to realize um, who I am is who he see, sees me as. Mm. So I have to retract my whole brain, and I have to get out of the cookie cutter image or the cookie cutter mindset of God is in the box. Mm. Cause so if I feel like God is in the box, then I will I will myself remain in the box. Come on. And so in this restoration process, and me restoring the person that I am, restoring my relationship with God, because that's where it started with, you know. I knew who God was, you know. I I can't even front and be like, oh, I didn't know who God was. (laughs) I've been knowing who God was since I was crawling, you know what I'm saying. But I didn't understand the difference between um, a religion and relationship. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to answer that question, I have to say to myself that I had to find out who I was not only for myself, but who I was in God, because who I am in me is irrelevant in this world. Who I am in Christ is what's gonna cause my success. Mm. So I begin to, you know, hash out some things with God. I told you in a couple past, I mean, couple past podcasts um, that, you know, I was always wrapped up in, you know, the, there's gnats everywhere in here, so I'm so distracted, but I was always wrapped up into, um, you know, like the fact of the matter, like, if I go to church, everything's gonna be okay. My to-do list, and so that limit me to, you know, what I'm saying I was, I would go to church on Sunday and then Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. I would be doing my own thing, but as long as I made that special uh, seat, hit that seat on Sunday, and long as I, you know, open up my wallet and put those couple bucks, I felt like I was golden. Yeah. And it's deeper than that. Yeah. And so I was always capped out in my real life because I didn't get the 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 true essence of what it takes mm-hmm. to to be, as they say, limitless. Yeah. You know, and I truly believe, you know, that you can't be limitless without Christ. That's real.
0: That's real. no that's powerful. And I think you said something that's so key because I think sometimes, you know, specifically when we're dealing with, you know, the spiritual relationship piece, right? I think a lot of times people think that's limiting, right? Um, and it comes back to what you said about A relationship versus a religion. When we confine our God or our idea of who he is to a box or a set of checklists, right? It becomes limiting because it's all about what I can't do versus what I can do. And, you know, you said something that was pivotal. You said when I understood who I was in him, then I could build from there. And I think sometimes we have our own idea of what success looks like. We have our own idea of what um, our future, our purpose may be. But it is limiting in comparison to what God has in mind for us. And when we lean into what God has for us during our restoration process, and it sounds like your journey began while incarcerated, where you know you started stirring up some things, God started doing some things in your heart, where you were then able to carry that transformation outside of the walls of prison and that's what gave you the ability to be the successful entrepreneur you are and I think it is very true that those horizons become limitless when we start to work inside right you know what I'm saying because I think so much of my time at least early on in my bid it was spent just bidding you know what I'm saying? I was just passing the time, whether it was smoking a limb on the rack, drinking hoots with the fellas, twisting fingers with the gang, whatever that looked like, I was passing time. Listening to the music, you know, that yo Gotti, the young D, that all I wanna listen to. <laughs> and, and, and and but 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 the reality of it is when I finally got to a place where I realized that it was on me if I left the same way I came. Mm. Like it was on me at this point. Mm because the opportunities were there. You know what I mean? I seen guys going to Ashland University on campus and carrying their college textbooks. I seen cats writing their own programs, going to the legal library, getting patents. I seen cats facilitating and doing Toastmasters. And, And so like at this point, I've been exposed to things that prior to incarceration, I had never been exposed to. These were realities I had never seen. And now that I had the opportunity to see them, it was on me. When I had that encounter with Jesus, for me, I realized that that was the missing piece. Right. That was the missing link. Because I had no sense of a self-identity. I was conformed to everything around me. And it shaped how I moved. It shaped what I did. And it made me inadequate in to myself. Because I didn't know who I was. Mm. And I think that's a huge piece for our brothers and sisters who are navigating this journey of restoration and re-entry. And, you know, being incarcerated, post incarcerated it starts with a self-identity. You know, I, 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 I get the privilege of being a part of a lot of things. And one of the things that I'm a part of is this course called Racial Healing, where we take this journey through how do people identify and self-identify and build that identity in a race. Right? It's a journey. We don't identify ourselves as racial people till we're much further down the line in life. And that comes from a myriad of education, experiences, information, all of that stuff. But the piece that I'm so pivotal in this was that like the idea of the healing is once you understand who you are, you can be comfortable in the conversation about race going forward. And I think for us as brothers and sisters navigating this unique experience of restoration and reentry, right? I think it's important that we understand self-identity is what gives us the foundation to build from so that we can become all that God intended and created us to be. And that's where I think we can overcome those inadequacies adequacies from what you were saying.
2: And it's, it's about truly trusting who he is. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And true, truly trust in His words. Mm. You know, there's so much hype about, you know, what is Christianity? What does He look like? Yeah. What All this stuff that's going on in our world today, conspiracies of the Bible, conspiracies of this. You know what I'm saying? The Bible is the Bible. Come on. And he is who he is. <laughs> Come you know on. what I'm saying? That's it. Like, and so for me, like, I try not to get mixed up into the hype of that. Mm. Because then I, I went from being in the hype of a religion, now I'm being in a hype of a conspiracy, and none of that, all that's irrelevant when it comes to my relationship with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think religious organization lose the essence of the relationship because my relationship with God ain't got nothing to do with Stan and ain't got nothing to do even with my bride. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's my relationship with God. Yeah. So if I put that at the forefront of my life, you know what I'm saying, and truly believe, he said, if you believe, you got it. Yeah. You know, he said, just pick up and follow me. That's what it says in scripture. <laughs> he says, just pick up and follow me. Yeah. And if I go back and I think of all the different stories Famous stories and not so famous stories of God just, you know what I'm saying, just meeting people where they're at. Mm. I realized in the religion, I got to get, I got to turn my life around and be so good in order for me to
0: meet God.
2: To meet God. Damn. But in the scripture, it says he comes to me as where I'm at. That's so right. when I was incarcerated and I was trying to filter through my life and the traumatic moments that I, I, I went through, I thought to myself like, he never left me nor forsake me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So as I was going through these moments of chaos in my life, he was right here. Yeah. I was just so wrapped up in myself and pleasing the world and what the world said mm. that I couldn't hear his voice.
0: That's real. So
2: therefore, that is why I feel inadequate. Mm. Because I've been listening to the noise and not understanding the true essence of the silence. Come on. Because when it's silent, he speaks. That's dope. That's so so that is huge for me finding my identity, even in my day-to-day life now, I think to myself, in the most chaotic moments of my life, God is still present for Come on. me. What is the lesson that he's trying to teach me, and is he trying to get my attention to slow down and be quiet so you can hear my whisper and learn what I'm trying to teach you? mm and when it comes down to it and when you get all that, you know, technology or the technical terms away from it, like, it comes down to me not feeling like I'm enough. Come on. And every time he's proven himself faithful and show up to me and, and, and makes me feel and know, not feel more say, but in his scripture he lets me know that I am enough every single time. Come on. How can I not be enough when he created me? Come on. The simple essence of Him creating me and thinking about me when I was being uh, wove in my mama's stomach is enough for me to be able to be great. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Greatness comes from our High King and don't come from a man around here. Come on. You know, success comes from the our High King. It doesn't come from men here. Yes. So as long as I am in line with my purpose mm-hmm. and I have a conversation. Hence a relationship because it ain't got to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You a minister. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. How you pray, going not be how I pray. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's key up. is me talking to him. That's it. And allowing him to walk beside me yeah. as the footprints in the sand. Come on. And before you know it, I mean, come on, man. When I was in prison, I knew that God was working on me and I knew that I was going to start my cleaning service, but I didn't know I was going to come home and start my cleaning service and be successful. Come and on. not only that, that I will be, He will put me on my purpose and my path to constantly be working with restored citizens to show my life. Yeah. As a sacrifice so these people can see him who is light. Yeah. It's never about Shantae. Come on. It's not about the accolades. It's not about me being an entrepreneur. It's about me sacrificing my life in order for him to use me. Which is, it is a honor for God to say, mm. "Stand and Shantae, come alongside me and let me, you know, let me use you to touch these people. Come so on. not 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 that they all may get saved because that's the, the end result. Yeah but you may be the the seed that drops in the soil you may be the you know the, the rain that hits it like there's different angles to it and i think that we limit ourselves because we we when when i limit myself i limit christ come on you know what i'm saying when i when i take my hands off of it and say god you know what whatever direction you know you, you give me i'm going to go yeah. give me my purpose mm. and then give me the 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 know-how to be quiet and still and and be able to listen and hear and feel which direction you want to go into. Because yeah. it's not about, we talked about this earlier, it's <laughs> not that we can either chase money or yeah. chase purport, purpose. Come on. And at the end of the day, when the day is it's all said and done, I want to be a person to, ch- to chase purpose because he never fails. Our God never fails. Exactly. He's going to provide every time. Come on. Every time. Come on. So when it comes to restoration and dealing with our people, my hope and my prayer is always that through YCP, Young Christian Professionals, people can see in our lives, our day to day, that we are falling in our purpose, and that God is bigger than the box Come on. and anything. I when I say anything, anything and everything is possible when you you know when you find your identity in Him.
0: That's real. That's cold, and it's so powerful because I think. As entrepreneurs, like you said, there's a, there's a piece of when we allow God to be bigger than the boxes that we put him in. And we say, man, we did it this morning in our strategic planning meeting, right? Like, those meetings frustrate me. They are not my cup of tea. I never have liked them, but they're necessary. And when you're building an organization and you're trying to truly impact and affect people, you have to be a planner. You got to be doing your due diligence. You got to do it with a spirit of excellence. And so I understand the importance of it, but that just ain't my thing. But in that strategic planning meeting, there was a moment where I was frustrated just because of the riffraff, right? And then we're trying to plan and we're trying to do. It. And it was like in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit, as loud as you, Shantae, say, just be still. And when we did that, we got to a place, when I did that, we got to a place where the limits were off. It was an open door policy, and we were able to start dreaming freely. And I seen the Holy Spirit bring inspiration, which then brought clarity, that then brought vision, that then gave us some next practical steps to be able to now truly say, hey, what do we do to serve people in this particular stage of life that are navigating restoration and reentry? And I think that's the gift of when we fully surrender and submit, right? and let the limits come off for the sake of seeing him glorified. And that's the powerful piece. And I think that's a great place to park the conversation because we're going to talk a little bit more next week on what happens when we surrender. Mm. Because I think we've all been in a place where we've had to surrender, especially those of us who have been justice involved. When we put our hands behind our back, that is an act of surrender. So I think sometimes we look at that as a defiling, as a demeaning, as a dehumanizing thing to surrender. But it's really the part that then enables us to have, be filled with authority and power, right? Because before Jesus could give his disciples the authority to trample on serpents and snakes, they had to come and follow him. Mm. They had to surrender. They had to take up their cross and die daily to themselves, Luke chapter 9 says. And so I think there's an important piece in our journey, specifically around faith, re-entry, and entrepreneurship that we we have to get to a place where we surrender. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next week, because surrender is such a powerful part of our journey, both on the negative side that got us locked up, right? When we made our decision we had to surrender that, but then I think there's a redeeming element that God brings to it that I think we're going to lean into next week.
2: And I think that, I mean, I think there's hope and surrender. Amen. Well,
0: we're going to save that.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Because I think that's a great segue. If you don't know who we are, we're Young Christian Professionals. You can find us on all your social media. Uh, We are on Facebook, IG, YCP Leadership. Follow us, subscribe, like us. You can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast, YCP Talks. This is the boardroom segment of that show. Feel free to tap in, chime in, share some questions. If you got something that you really want to, you know, hear us chop it up about, put some perspective to, feel free Send it to us on social media. Drop us a link on your your podcast platform. Let us know what's up because we all about serving the people. Our aim is to develop and dispatch godly leaders. And we doing that in the urban context wherever there's crime, drugs, gangs, poverty. We want to take a proactive stand by just simply showing the greatest weapon known to mankind. That's some love. So love y'all. Bless y'all. Shante, take us out.
2: And if you didn't know, nobody told y'all today. We love the soul of who you are, not the surface.
0: Peace. Well, welcome everyone to another uh, episode of YCP Talks, the boardroom. It's where faith, reentry, and entrepreneurship collide. Of course, I'm your co-host, Stan Frankhart. We got the amazing, the gifted, the talented co-host, Shantae Metcalf, in the building. As always, this is an episode that's going to be epic, simply because Shantae is a part of it. That's what makes it great, and so we are excited today to just be here with y'all. We took a little bit of hiatus. Uh, it's been a little minute since we've gotten back to um, doing these boardrooms, and we are excited to be able to be back in the building with everybody. Shantae, how you feeling?
2: I'm good, man. He he get paid to hype me up, so y'all don't feed into that. He definitely get paid to hype me up. He does a good job at it. He a great hype man.
0: That's why you pay me, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's it. Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling great. I know it's uh, definitely been a little bit of a season for us here in the boardroom. We've been hustling, you know, trying to get to it over here at Young Christian Professionals, which is why it's been a little bit of a hiatus. But nevertheless, we are back in the building, and today. We really wanna talk about this idea of feeling inadequate. Mm. I think so much of the journey for us who are navigating reentry and restoration, right? Sometimes it's, we feel we gotta make up for lost time. Sometimes we don't feel adequately equipped with the skills needed to pursue certain goals. And so because of those, and a a bunch of other things, I think we limit our goals. We limit our aspirations. We limit ourselves to what we feel God calling us to simply because we don't think we have what it takes. Mm. And I like to think that's a myth. And the reason why I think that's a myth is, one, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, we have everything we need for life and godliness. And so for me, that lets me know I'm equipped. I have the tools. I have the things mm. As far as charisma, maybe it's my unique gift. Maybe it's my unique skill set. Maybe it's whatever that looks like. The Bible makes it very clear God's equipped us with those things. Now, we do have to be mindful. I think there are certain things we must learn and mature and grow in as far as skill sets. Like, you know, just because I know how to swing a hammer doesn't mean I know how to build a house.
2: Ain't that the truth?
0: (laughs) And so, like, but those are skills that can be cultivated. Absolutely. And, and, and Shantae, I think you are a great example of cultivating a skill during your journey Mm. of incarceration that's helped you to be in position by God's grace and through your restoration journey to become the entrepreneur you are today with, you know, chaos to clean industries. And being able to have that element, I would love for you to speak into
2: that was a crazy introduction let me just say that <laughs> I'm trying to still wrap my brain around everything that he just said but you know like I said this is why I get paid the the big dollars um you know my journey is crazy man and I always try to be candid and very open with how I got to where I am today and and the simple realization that uh, I am an evolving creature and so who I was seven years ago is definitely not who I am today who I was seven minutes ago ain't definitely who I am today and I'm not going to be this person seven you know seven years from now so uh, I think when you think about like us feeling inadequate and how we limit ourselves is it the biggest thing for me is a lot of times at least in my journey when I felt that I felt like um my mindset was I didn't know who I am so how do how could I ever know what my possibilities could be mm. so I think um especially having in my spiritual journey and having my intimate relationship with God uh, I have to realize um who I am is who he sees me as mm. so I have to retract my whole brain and I have to get out of the cookie cutter image or the cookie cutter mindset of God is in the box.
3: Mm.
2: So if I feel like God is in the box, then I will I will myself remain in the box. Come on. And so in this restoration process and me restoring the person that I am, restoring my relationship with God, because that's where it started with. You know, I knew who God was. You know, I, I can't even front and be like, Oh, I didn't know who God was. <laughs> I've been knowing who God was since I was on, crawling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I didn't understand the difference between um, a religion and relationship. Mm. So, in order for me to answer that question, I have to say to myself that I had to find out who I was, not only for myself, but who I was in God. Because yeah. who I am in me is irrelevant in this world. Who I am in Christ is what's going to cause my success. Mm. So, I begin to, you know, hash out some things with God. I told you in a couple past, I mean, a couple past podcasts um, that. You know i was always wrapped up in you know the there's gnats everywhere in here so i'm so distracted but i was al- always wrapped up into um you know like the fact of the matter like if I go to church, everything's going to be okay. My to-do list. And so that limit me to, you know what I'm saying, I was I would go to church on Sunday and then Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, I would be doing my own thing. But as long as I made that special uh, seat, hit that seat on Sunday, and long as I, you know, open up my wallet and put those couple bucks, I felt like I was golden. Yeah. And it's deeper than that. Yeah. And so I was always capped out in my real life because I didn't get the 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 true essence of what it takes mm-hmm. to to be, as they say, limitless. Yeah. You know, and I truly believe, you know, that you can't be limitless without Christ.
0: That's real. That's real. no that's powerful. And I think you said something that's so key because I think sometimes, you know, specifically when we're dealing with, you know, the spiritual relationship piece, right? I think a lot of times people think that's limiting, right? Um, and it comes back to what you said about a relationship versus a religion. When we confine our God or our idea of who he is to a box or a set of checklists, right? It becomes limiting. Because it's all about what I can't do versus what I can do. And, you know, you said something that was pivotal. You said, when I understood who I was in him, then I could build from there. And I think sometimes we have our own idea of what success looks like. We have our own idea of what um, our future, our purpose may be. But it is limiting in comparison to what God has in mind for us. And when we lean into what God has for us during our restoration process, and it sounds like your journey began while incarcerated, where you know you started stirring up some things. God started doing some things in your heart where you were then able to, To carry that transformation outside of the walls of prison. And that's what gave you the ability to be the successful entrepreneur you are. And I think it is very true that those horizons become limitless when we start to work inside. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think so much of my time, at least early on in my bid, it was spent just bidding. You know what I'm saying? I was just passing the time, whether it was smoking a limb on the rack, drinking hoots with the fellas, twisting fingers with the gang, whatever that looked like, I was passing time. Listening to the music, you know, that yo Gotti, the young D, that all listened to. <laughs> and, and, and and but 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 the reality of it is when I finally got to a place where I realized that it was on me if I left the same way I came. Mm. Like it was on me at this point. Mm because the opportunities were there. You know what I mean? I seen guys going to Ashland University on campus and carrying their college textbooks. I seen cats writing their own programs, going to the legal library, getting patents. I seen cats facilitating and doing Toastmasters. And, and so like at this point, I've been exposed to things that prior to incarceration I had never been exposed to. These were realities I had never seen. And now that I had the opportunity to see them, it was on me. When I had that encounter with Jesus, for me, I realized that that was the missing piece. Right. That was the missing link. Because I had no sense of a self-identity. I was conformed to everything around me. And it shaped how I moved. It shaped what I did. And it made me inadequate in, in myself. Because I didn't know who I was. Mm. And I think that's a huge piece for our brothers and sisters who are navigating this journey of restoration and reentry. And, you know, being incarcerated, post-incarcerated, it starts with a self-identity. You know, I I, I, I get the privilege of being a part of a lot of things. And one of the things that I'm a part of is this course called Racial Healing, where we take this journey through how do people identify and self-identify and build that identity in a race. Right? It's a journey. We don't identify ourselves as racial people till we're much further down the line in life. And that comes from a myriad of education, experiences, information, all of that stuff. But the piece that i so pivotal in this was that like the idea of the healing is once you understand who you are, you can be comfortable in the conversation about race going forward. And I think for us as brothers and sisters navigating this unique experience of restoration and reentry, right? I think it's important that we understand self-identity is what gives us the foundation to build from so that we can become all that God intended and created us to be. And that's where I think we can overcome those inadequacies adequacies from what you were saying.
2: And it's, it's about truly trusting who he is. Come on you know what I'm saying and truly trust in his words Mm. you know there's so much hype about you know what is Christianity what did he look like what all this stuff is going on in our world today conspiracies of the Bible conspiracies of this you know what I'm saying? The Bible is the Bible. Come on. And he is who he is. <laughs> Come you know on. what I'm saying? That's it. Like, and so for me, like, I try not to get mixed up into the hype of that. Mm. Because then I, I went from being in the hype of a religion, now I'm being in a hype of a conspiracy and none of that all that's irrelevant when it comes to my relationship with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think religious organization lose the essence of the relationship because my relationship with God ain't got nothing to do with Stan. It mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do even with my bride. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's my relationship with God. Yeah. So if I put that at the forefront of my life, you know what I'm saying, and truly believe, he said, if you believe, you got it. Yeah. You know, he said, just pick up and follow me. That's what it says in scripture. <laughs> he says, just pick up and follow me. Yeah. And if I go back and I think of all the different stories Famous stories and not so famous stories of God. Just you know what I'm saying. Just meeting people where they're at. Mm. I realized in the religion I gotta get, I gotta turn my life around and be so good in order for me to meet God. To meet God. Damn. But in the scripture it says He comes to me as where I'm at. That's so right. when I was incarcerated and I was trying to filter through my life and the traumatic moments that I I I, I went through, I thought to myself like. He never left me nor forsake me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So as I was going through these moments of chaos in my life, he was right here. Yeah. I was just so wrapped up in myself and pleasing the world and what the world said mm. that I couldn't hear his voice.
0: That's real. So
2: therefore, that is why I feel inadequate. Mm. Because I've been listening to the noise and not understanding the true essence of the silence. Come on. Because when it's silent, he speaks. That's dope. So so that is huge for me finding my identity, even in my day-to-day life now, I think to myself, in the most chaotic moments of my life, God is still present Come mm-hmm. on. What is the lesson that he's trying to teach me? And is he trying to get my attention to slow down and be quiet so you can hear my whisper and learn what I'm trying to teach you? Mm. And when it comes down to it, and when you get all that, you know, technology or the technical terms away from it, like, it comes down to me not feeling like I'm enough. Come on. And every time he's proven himself faithful and show up to me and, and, and makes me feel and know, not feel more say, but in his scripture, he lets me know that I am enough every single time. Come on. How can I not be enough when he created me? Come on. The simple essence of him creating me and thinking about me when I was being a, a wove in my mama's stomach is enough for me to be able to be great. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Greatness comes from our high king. It don't come from a man around here. Come on. You know, success comes from the our high king. It doesn't come from men here. Yes. So as long as I am line with my purpose mm-hmm. and I have a conversation Hence, a relationship because it ain't got to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You a minister. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How you pray, don't be how I pray. You know what I'm saying? The key is me talking to him. That's it. And allowing him to walk beside me as the footprints in the sand. Come on. And before you know it, I mean, come on, man. When I was in prison, I knew that God was working on me, and I knew that I was gonna start my cleaning service. But I didn't know I was gonna come home and start my cleaning service and be successful. Come and on. not only that, that I would be, He will put me on my purpose and my path to constantly be working with restored citizens to show my life. Yeah. As a sacrifice so these people can see him who is light. Yeah. It's never about Shantae. Come on. It's not about the accolades. It's not about me being an entrepreneur. It's about me sacrificing my life in order for him to use me. Which is, it is a honor for God to say, mm. "Stand and Shantae, come alongside me and let me, you know, let me use you to touch these people. Come so on. not 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 that they all may get saved because that's the, the end result. Yeah but you may be the the seed that drops in the soil you may be the you know the, the rain that hits it like there's different angles to it and i think that we limit ourselves because we we when, when i limit myself i limit christ come on you know what i'm saying when i when i take my hands off of it and say god you know what whatever direction you know you, you give me i'm going to go yeah give me my purpose mm. and then give me the 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 know-how to be quiet and still, and and be able to listen and hear and feel which direction you want to go into. Yeah. Because it's not about we talked about this earlier. It's <laughs> not that we can either chase money or yeah. chase purpose. Purpose. Come on. And at the end of the day, when the day is is all said and done, I want to be a person to church to chase purpose because he never fails. Our God never fails. He's exactly. going to provide every time. Come on. Every time. Come on. So when it comes to restoration and dealing with our people, my hope and my prayer is always. That through YCP young Christian professionals people can see in our lives our day-to-day that we are falling in our purpose and that God is bigger than a box Come on. and anything I when I say anything anything and everything is possible when you you know when you find your identity in him that's real that's
0: called and it's so powerful because I think as entrepreneurs like you said there's a there's a piece of when we allow God to be bigger than the boxes that we put him in and we say man we did it this morning in our strategic planning meeting right like those meetings frustrate me they are not my cup of tea I never have liked them but they're necessary and when you're building an organization and you're trying to truly impact and affect people you have to be a planner you got to be doing your due diligence you got to do it with a spirit of excellence and so I understand the importance of it but they just ain't my thing. But in that strategic planning meeting, there was a moment where I was frustrated just because of the riff-raff, right? And we're trying to plan and we're trying to do And it was like, in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit as loud as you, Shantae, say, just be still. And when we did that, we got to a pla- when I did that, we got to a place where the limits were off. It was an open door policy and we were able to start dreaming freely. And I seen the Holy Spirit bring inspiration, which then brought clarity that then brought vision, that then gave us some next practical steps to be able to now truly say, hey, what do we do to serve people in this particular stage of life that are navigating restoration and reentry? And I think that's the gift of when we fully surrender and submit, right, and let the limits come off for the sake of seeing him glorified. And that's the powerful piece. And I think that's a great place to park the conversation because we're going to talk a little bit more next week on what happens when we surrender. Mm. Because I think we've all been in a place where we've had to surrender, especially those of us who have been justice-involved. When we put our hands behind our back, that is an act of surrender. So I think sometimes we look at that as a defiling, as a demeaning, as a dehumanizing thing to surrender. But it's really the part that then enables us to have be filled with authority and power right because before jesus could give his disciples the authority to trample on serpents and snakes they had to come and follow him mm. they had to surrender they had to take up their cross and die daily to themselves luke chapter 9 says and so i think there's an important piece in our journey Specifically around faith, re entry, and entrepreneurship, that we we have to get to a place where we surrender. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next week. Because surrender is such a powerful part of our journey, both on the negative side that got us locked up, right? When we made our decision, we had to surrender that. But then I think there's a redeeming element that God brings to it that I think we're going to lean into next week.
2: And I think that, I mean, I think there's hope in surrender.
0: Amen. Well, we're going to save that.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Because I think that's a great segue. If you don't know who we are, we're Young Christian Professionals. You can find us on all your social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, IG, YCP Leadership. Follow us, subscribe, like us. You can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. YCP Talks. This is the boardroom segment of that show feel free to tap in chime in share some questions if you got something that you really want to you know hear us chop it up about put some perspective to feel free Send it to us on social media. Drop us a link on, on, on your on your on your podcast platform. Let us know what's up because we all about serving the people. Our aim is to develop and dispatch godly leaders. And we doing that in the urban context wherever there's crime, drugs, gangs, poverty, we want to take a proactive stand by just simply showing the greatest weapon known to mankind. That's some love. So love y'all. Bless y'all, Shantae. Take us out.
2: And if you didn't know, nobody told y'all today. We love the soul of who you are, not the surface.
0: Peace. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of YCP Talks, the boardroom. It's where faith, reentry, and entrepreneurship collide. Of course, I'm your co host, Stan Frankart. We got the amazing, the gifted, the talented co host, Shantae Metcalf, in the building. As always, this is an episode that's going to be epic, simply because Shantae's a part of it. That's what makes it great. And so, we are excited today to just be here with y'all. We took a little bit of hiatus. Uh, it's been a little minute since we've gotten back to um, doing these boardrooms. And we are excited to be able to be back in the building with everybody. Shantae, how you feeling?
2: I'm good, man. He he get paid to hype me up, so y'all don't feed into that. Definitely get paid to hype me up. He does a good job at it. He's a great hype man.
0: That's why you pay me, right? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's it. Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling great. I know it's uh, definitely been a little bit of a season for us here in the boardroom. We've been hustling, you know, trying to get to it over here at Young Christian Professionals, which is why it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but nevertheless, we are back in the building, and today... We really want to talk about this idea of feeling inadequate. Mm. I think so much of the journey for us who are navigating reentry and restoration, right? Sometimes it's we feel we got to make up for lost time. Sometimes we don't feel adequately equipped with the skills needed to pursue certain goals. And so because of those and a a bunch of other things, I think we limit our goals. We limit our aspirations. We limit ourselves to what we feel God calling us to simply because we don't think we have what it takes. Mm. And I like to think that's a myth. And the reason why I think that's a myth is, one, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, we have everything we need for life and godliness. And so for me, that lets me know I'm equipped. I have the tools. I have the things mm as far as charisma maybe it's my unique gift maybe it's my unique skill set maybe it's whatever that looks like the bible makes it very clear God's equipped us with those things now we do have to be mindful I think there are certain things we must learn and mature and grow in as far as skill sets like you know just because I know how to swing a hammer doesn't mean I know how to build a
2: house ain't that the truth
0: (laughs) And so, like, but those are skills that can be cultivated.
2: Absolutely.
0: And, 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 Shantae, I think you are a great example of cultivating a skill during your journey mm. of incarceration that's helped you to be in position by God's grace and through your restoration journey to become the entrepreneur you are today with, you know, chaos to clean industries. And being able to have that element, I would love for you to speak into
2: That was a crazy introduction, let me just say that. (laughs) I'm trying to still wrap my brain around everything that he just said, but, you know, like I said, this is why I get paid the the big dollars. Um, You know, my journey is crazy, man, and I always try to be candid and very open with how I got to where I am today and and the simple realization that uh, I am an evolving creature. And so who I was... Seven years ago is definitely not who I am today. Who I was seven minutes ago ain't definitely who I am today. And I'm not gonna be this person seven, you know, seven years from now. So uh, I think when you think about like us feeling inadequate and how we limit ourselves, is it. The biggest thing for me is a lot of times, at least in my journey, when I felt that, I felt like. Um, my mindset was I didn't know who I am so how do how could I ever know what my possibilities could be mm. so I think um especially having in my spiritual journey and having my intimate relationship with God uh, I have to realize um who I am is who he see, sees me as mm. so I have to retract my whole brain and I have to get out of the cookie cutter image or the cookie cutter mindset of God is in the box. Mm. So if I feel like God is in the box, then I will. I will myself remain in the box. Come on. And so in this restoration process, and me restoring the person that I am, restoring my relationship with God, because that's where it started with. You know, I knew who God was. You know, I I can't even front and be like, oh, I didn't know who God was. <laughs> I've been knowing who God was since I was on, crawling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I didn't understand the difference between. Um, a religion and relationship Mm. so in order for me to answer that question i have to say to myself that i had to find out who i was not only for myself but who i was in god because who i am in me is irrelevant in this world who i am in christ is what's going to cause my success Mm. so i begin to you know hash out some things with god i told you in a couple past i mean a You know, I was always wrapped up in, you know, the, there's gnats everywhere in here, so I'm so distracted, but I was always wrapped up into, um, you know, like the fact of the matter, like, if I go to church, everything's gonna be okay. My to-do list, and so that limit me to, you know, what I'm saying I was I would go to church on Sunday and be Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. I would be doing my own thing, but as long as I made that special uh, seat, hit that seat on Sunday, and long as I you know open up my wallet and put those couple bucks, I felt like I was golden. Yeah. And it's deeper than that. Yeah. And so I was always capped out in my real life because I didn't get the 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 true essence of what it takes Mm -hmm. to to be as they say limitless yeah you know and i truly believe you know that you can't be limitless without christ that's real
0: that's real no that's powerful and i think you said something that's so key because i think sometimes you know specifically when we're dealing with you know the spiritual relationship piece right i think a lot of times people think that's limiting right Um, And it comes back to what you said about a relationship versus a religion. When we confine our God or our idea of who he is to a box or a set of checklists, right, it becomes limiting Because it's all about what I can't do versus what I can do. And, you know, you said something that was pivotal. You said when I understood who I was in him, then I could build from there. And I think sometimes we have our own idea of what success looks like. We have our own idea of what um, our future, our purpose may be. But it is limiting in comparison to what God has in mind for us. And when we lean into what God has for us during our restoration process, and it sounds like your journey began while incarcerated, where, you know, you started stirring up some things. God started doing some things in your heart where you were then able To carry that transformation outside of the walls of prison. And that's what gave you the ability to be the successful entrepreneur you are. And I think it is very true that those horizons become limitless when we start to work inside. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think so much of my time, at least early on in my bid, it was spent just bidding. You know what I'm saying? I was just passing the time, whether it was smoking a limb on the rack, drinking hooch with the fellas, twisting fingers with the gang, whatever that looked like, I was passing time. Listening to the music, you know, that yo Gotti, the young that all you listen to. <laughs> and, 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 and but 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 the reality of it is when I finally got to a place where I realized that it was on me if I left the same way I came. Mm. Like it was on me at this point. Mm. Because the opportunities were there, you know what I mean. I seen guys going to Ashland University on campus and carrying their college textbooks. I seen cats writing their own programs, going to the legal library, getting patents. I seen cats facilitating and doing Toastmasters, and and so like at this point, I've been exposed to things that prior to incarceration I had never been exposed to. These were realities I had never seen, and now that I had the opportunity to see them, it was on me. When I had that encounter with Jesus, for me, I realized that that was the missing piece. Right. That was the missing link Because I had no sense of a self-identity. I was conformed to everything around me. And it shaped how I moved. It shaped what I did. And it made me inadequate in, in myself. Because I didn't know who I was. Mm. And I think that's a huge piece for our brothers and sisters who are navigating this journey of restoration and reentry. And, you know, being incarcerated, post-incarcerated, it starts with a self-identity. You know, I I, I, I get the privilege of being a part of a lot of things. And one of the things that I'm a part of is this course called Racial Healing, where we take this journey through how do people identify and self-identify and build that identity in a race. Right? It's a journey. We don't identify ourselves as racial people till we're much further down the line in life. And that comes from a myriad of education, experiences, information, all of that stuff. But the piece that I'm so pivotal in this was that like the idea of the healing is once you understand who you are, you can be comfortable in the conversation about race going forward. And I think for us as brothers and sisters navigating this unique experience of restoration and reentry, right? I think it's important that we understand self-identity is what gives us the foundation to build from so that we can become all that God intended and created us to be. And that's where I think we can overcome those inadequacies adequacies from what you were saying.
2: And it's, it's about truly trusting who he is. Come on. You know what I'm saying and true, truly trust in his words. Mm. You know there's so much hype about, you know, what is Christianity? What does he look like? What all this stuff is going on in our world today? Conspiracies of the Bible, conspiracies of this you know what I'm saying? The Bible is the Bible. Come on. And come he on. is who he is. You <laughs> come know on. what I'm saying? That's it. Like, and so for me, like, I try not to get mixed up into the hype of that. Mm. Because then I, I went from being in the hype of a religion, now I'm being in a hype of a conspiracy, and none of that, all that's irrelevant when it comes to my relationship with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think religious organization lose the essence of the relationship because my relationship with God ain't got nothing to do with Stan. It ain't got on. nothing to do even with my bride. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's my relationship with God. Yeah. So if I put that at the forefront of my life, you know what I'm saying? And truly believe, he said, if you believe, you got it. Yeah. You know? He said, just pick up and follow me. That's what it says in scripture. <laughs> he says, just pick up and follow me. Yeah. And if I go back and I think of all the different stories Famous stories and not so famous stories of God just, you know what I'm saying, just meeting people where they're at. Mm. I realized in the religion, I got to get, I got to turn my life around and be so good in order for me to meet God. To meet God. But in the scripture, it says he comes to me as where I'm at. So when I was incarcerated and I was trying to filter through my life and the traumatic moments that I, 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 I went through, I thought to myself like, he never left me nor forsake me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So as I was going through these moments of chaos in my life, He was right here.
3: Yeah.
2: I was just so wrapped up in myself and pleasing the world and what the world said mm. that I couldn't hear His voice. That's real. So therefore, that is why I feel inadequate. Mm. because I've been listening to the noise and not understanding the true essence of the silence. Come on. Because when it's silent, He speaks. That's dope. So so that is huge for me finding my identity, even in my day-to-day life now, I think to myself, in the most chaotic moments of my life, God is still present for me. On. What is the lesson that he's trying to teach me, and is he trying to get my attention to slow down and be quiet so you can hear my whisper and learn what I'm trying to teach you? mm and when it comes down to it and when you get all that, you know, technology or the technical terms away from it, like, it comes down to me not feeling like I'm enough. Come on. And every time he's proven himself faithful and show up to me and, and, and makes me feel and know, not feel, more say, but in his scripture, he lets me know that I am enough every single time. Come on. How can I not be enough when he created me? Come on. The simple essence of him creating me and thinking about me when I was being a, a wove in my mama's stomach is enough for me to be able to be great. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Greatness comes from our high king and don't come from a man around here. Come on. You know, success comes from the our high king. It doesn't come from men here. Yeah. So as long as I am in line with my purpose mm-hmm. and I have a conversation with... Hence, a relationship because it ain't got to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You a minister. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) How you pray don't be how I pray. You know what I'm saying? The key is me talking to him. That's it. And allowing him to walk beside me as the footprints in the sand. Come on. And before you know it, I mean, come on, man, when I was in prison, I knew that God was working on me and I knew that I was going to start my cleaning service, but I didn't know I was going to come home and start my cleaning service and be successful. Come and on. I not only that, that I will be, he will put me on my purpose and my path to constantly be working with restored citizens to show my life. Yeah. As a sacrifice so these people can see him who is light. Yeah. It's never about Shantae. Come on. It's not about the accolades. It's not about me being an entrepreneur. It's about me sacrificing my life in order for him to use me. Which is, it is a honor for God to say, mm. Stan and Shantae, come alongside me and let me, you know, let me use you to touch these people. Come so on. not 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 that they all may get saved because that's the, the end result. Yeah but you may be the the seed that drops in the soil you may be the you know the, the rain that hits it like there's different angles to it and i think that we limit ourselves because we we when when i limit myself i limit christ come on you know what i'm saying when i when i take my hands off of it and say god you know what whatever direction you know you, you give me i'm going to go yeah. give me my purpose mm. and then give me the 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 know-how to be quiet and still and and be able to listen and hear and feel which direction you want to go into. Because yeah. it's not about, we talked about this earlier, it's <laughs> not that we can either chase money or yeah. chase purpose. Come on. And at the end of the day, when the day is it's all said and done, I want to be a person to ch- to chase purpose because he never fails. Our God never fails. Exactly. He's going to provide every time. Come on. Every time. Come on. So when it comes to restoration and dealing with our people, my hope and my prayer is always that through YCP, Young Christian Professionals, people can see in our lives, our day to day, that we are falling in our purpose, and that God is bigger than a box Come on. and anything. I when I say anything, anything and everything is possible when you you know when you find your identity in Him.
0: That's real. That's cold, and it's so powerful because I think. As entrepreneurs, like you said, there's a, there's a piece of when we allow God to be bigger than the boxes that we put him in. And we say, man, we did it this morning in our strategic planning meeting, right? Like, those meetings frustrate me. They are not my cup of tea. I never have liked them, but they're necessary. And when you're building an organization and you're trying to truly impact and affect people, you have to be a planner. You got to be doing your due diligence. You got to do it with a spirit of excellence. And so I understand the p- importance of it, but that just ain't my thing. But in that strategic planning meeting, there was a moment where I was frustrated just because of the riffraff, right? And then we're trying to plan and we're trying to do. And it was like in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit as loud as you, Shantae, say, just be still. And when we did that, we got to a place, when I did that, we got to a place where the limits were off. It was an open door policy, and we were able to start dreaming freely. And I seen the Holy Spirit bring inspiration, which then brought clarity, that then brought vision, that then gave us some next practical steps to be able to now truly say, hey, what do we do to serve people in this particular stage of life that are navigating restoration and reentry? And I think that's the gift of when we fully surrender and submit, right? And let the limits come off For the sake of seeing him glorified And that's the powerful piece And I think That's a great place To park the conversation Because We're going to talk a little bit more next week On What happens when we surrender Mm. Because I think we've all been in a place Where we've had to surrender Especially those of us who have been justice involved When we put our hands behind our back That is an act of surrender so I think sometimes we look at that as a defiling, as a demeaning, as a dehumanizing thing to surrender. But it's really the part that then enables us to have, be filled with authority and power, right? Because before Jesus could give his disciples the authority to trample on serpents and snakes, they had to come and follow him. Mm. They had to surrender. They had to take up their cross and die daily to themselves, Luke chapter 9 says. And so I think there's an important piece in our journey, specifically around faith, re-entry, and entrepreneurship that we we have to get to a place where we surrender. And I think that's where we're going to pick up next week. Because surrender is such a powerful part of our journey. Both on the negative side that got us locked up, right? When we made our decision we had to surrender that. But then I think there's a redeeming element that God brings to it that I think we're gonna lean into next week.
2: And I think that I mean I think there's hope and surrender.
0: Amen. Well, we're gonna save that.
2: Oh, for sure.
0: Because I think that's a great segue. If you don't know who we are, we're Young Christian Professionals. You can find us on all your social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, IG, YCP Leadership. Follow us, subscribe, like us. You can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. YCP Talks. This is the boardroom segment of that show. Feel free to tap in, chime in, share some questions. If you got something that you really want to, you know, hear us chop it up about, put some perspective to, feel free. Send it to us on social media. Drop us a link on your on on your on your, on your podcast platform. Let us know what's up because we all about serving the people. Our aim is to develop and dispatch godly leaders. And we doing that in the urban context wherever there's crime, drugs, gangs, poverty. We want to take a proactive stand by just simply showing the greatest weapon known to mankind. That's some love. So love y'all. Bless y'all. Shantae, take us out.
2: And if you didn't know, nobody told y'all today. We love the soul of who you are, not the surface.
3: Peace.